Welcome to Talk to Talk. I'm Bill Newman. I'm Buzz Eisenberg. And today we are going to begin the show with something well, that is not that serious. It's kind of serious. I mean, it matters, but it's not all that serious. We're not going to talk for a moment about Ukraine, and we're not going to talk about Israel and Gaza, and we're not going to talk about uh, global climate change and the earth warming, and we're not even going to mention he who is a former president whose name shall not be mentioned. None of that. We want to start with something else that was inspired by an article in the Daily Hampshire Gazette not long ago under the headline, The Power of Pickleball. Courts are springing up around the region as its legions of devotees continue to grow. I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, I had heard about pickleball, and I have some friends who have invited me. They haven't been able to play yet, but I'm interested in it. And here's what the article said that got my attention. The demand for pickleball is so high that many towns and cities are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to build their own municipal courts. I thought that was pretty interesting. Then I... Indeed, uh, it, did it, it is. It, it's really interesting. So uh, I think we have someone from Northampton's Park and Recreation on the phone right now to talk about, well, pickleball. Julia well, great. Julia Shevin, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, good morning. How are you? Oh, great. Thank you for joining us. Um, let me read the uh, other paragraph from the uh, Daily Hampshire Gazette story that I think that is really interesting. In Northampton, many players use the six pickleball courts at Look Park. I didn't know there were six pickleball courts at Look Park, and I go to Look Park all the time, that are spread across three of the park's existing three tennis courts. And in December, the city council approved $350,000 in Community Preservation Act funding to build municipal pickleball courts at the Ray Ellerbrook Field Park. Really fascinating. Julia Ch uh, Chevin, you are, is it Chevin or Chevin? How do you pronounce your last name? Chevin. Uh, Chevin, thank you. You are a commissioner at the Northampton Parks and Recreation Commission. And uh, I, I want to hear more about that, but so that our listeners can know who they are hearing from. You have a fascinating background story and resume. For a minute, tell us what your background in health and sports and recreation is. Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I've lived in Northampton for since, uh, or I've, I'm originally actually from Amherst, and then I moved back to the area in 93. And as much as I love Amherst, I chose Northampton because this side of the river, it's just better. Um, and, on this <laughs> side of the, and on this side of the river, we have a lot of opportunities for recreation and, and, and enjoying the outdoors and enjoying sport. Uh, sponsored, much of it sponsored through Northampton Parks and Recreation. And a lot of that focus and, and where I came from in Parks and Recreation was youth sports. So I coached youth soccer and I signed my children up for every opportunity that we had. And I got excited as we developed new uh, outdoor recreational facilities or um, the Parks and Recreation actually is also the sponsor for the um, community gardens. So there are so many opportunities for the citizens of Northampton to get out and get active and live an active lifestyle. And my background is as a physical therapist. So I'm kind of a 
you know, it's inbred in me, so to speak, to be all about physical activity and exercise. And you uh, professionally work uh, in that in that area, yes? Yeah, I'm, I actually work in, so I work in public health and I work for a, a nonprofit association that is focused on uh, chronic disease and assisting the states and the CDC in uh, efforts to prevent or ameliorate the effects of chronic disease, which, by the way, the best medicine for that, or the two best medicines are probably what you eat and how much you move. So physical activity and food are the best of all medicines we have. And that's where parks and recreation comes into play because parks and recreation, are, are, our focus is on getting people moving in great environments, including some new pickleball courts. Okay, so I really want to know, pickleball, it sounds like the most unlikely of sports, but people say it's fabulous. So for those of our listeners who don't know, and for myself, who kind of have an idea of what it is, what's pickleball, and why do people love it? Um, so I think pickleball loses face because the first part of it is the word pickle, and you know, pickle is the butt of a yeah. See, I, I say pickle and you laugh, right? Pickle sounds funny and it makes you think about funny things, even though we are a valley that produced a lot of the cucumbers to make pickles. But pickleball has nothing to do with pickles. It's, it's its name and there is a whole mythology around how it got its name. Some people say it's about the first creator's dog. Some people say it was just something someone said on the courts. There's a million pieces to it. But have you ever played um, table tennis, also known as ping pong? Yeah. Sure. Okay, that's a great sport. Involves a paddle and a ball, and you're hitting it over a net on a table. And have you ever played or seen tennis? Sure. Okay, another great sport. But now you're outside on a larger court, and you're hitting a ball over a net with sometimes one or two people. So if you were to take tennis and table tennis, and badminton and try to combine them all into something fun that could be played potentially on the space of a driveway or or even in a backyard if you had a large enough backyard you'd create pickleball which is a game that's focused on typically it's teams of two people playing against each other so it's a double game it's kind of a team sport and um they are we are hitting a ball back and forth over a net we have a lot of rules, all kinds of weird scoring rules and rules about where you can step and where you can't step when you're volleying the ball. And yes, that involves something called the kitchen, but it has nothing to do with cooking. And <laughs> it is so much fun. I, I, was, I became one of these pickleball players years ago because it was the first sport that I came to where I could always find myself laughing. So I love a sport that involves laughter and pickleball is definitely it. And then when you play at the higher levels, there's a little less laughter and there's a lot of fierce competition, but ultimately you're playing with someone else. And so it's about companionship and supporting each other and being present with each other and learning an awful lot about the mental strategies of focus. Uh, when, I, when I was first learning strategy, I thought, wow, this is like a great chess game. How do I move people to be where I want them to be so that I can conquer? Okay, so Julia Shevin, uh, you are a commissioner of Parks, Northampton Parks and Recreation. Uh, 
I guess I need to know, just in nature of you having disclosed to us, how long have you been playing pickleball and how good are you? And are there leagues and competitions and all that sort of thing? Uh, so I, I, I'm like, it, it uh, depends on who's rating it. I always think I'm an intermediate player. Sometimes I can come in advanced intermediate. And every so often, the super amazing players who play in, 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 in our valley will, will invite me to a game and, um, uh, and I'll learn a lot by doing it. Uh, I've been playing, I, I don't even know how long I've been playing, but I actually started playing because years ago, Parks and Recreation did a series of lessons on those courts at Look Park. And I, and I, and I took the lessons and immediately found myself liking this game. Um, during, I liked it so much that during the COVID lockdown, I marked a parking lot with blue dots and would go out and connect the dots and, and create a court. And I had a pickleball pod that played together outside throughout, uh, throughout our lockdown. So, um, it, yeah, I've been playing for many years and, and, and I've met the most wonderful community of players. I've met players who are 20 years younger than I am and players who are 20 years older than I am. And I'm kind of in that age range where I am, neither considered an older adult nor a younger adult. So there is a span of age ranges that are playing this game. It's not the, oh, that's the game the old people play. It's the game everybody plays. So Julia Shevin, uh, this is Buzz. Uh, my understanding is that pickleball is played with a, uh, a wooden, at its base, uh, racket, and that the uh, ball is plastic, uh, very different than tennis, which has strings, uh, on the racket and has a softer ball. Why pickleball rather than tennis? Yeah, pickleball is um, well, it's not tennis. <laughs> so it's not for me. That's not a choice of pickleball or tennis. It's a different game, and I like the the speed of the game, and I like the the sort of deliberate play in the game and the strategizing of the game. I'm looking at my paddle right now and there's nothing wood about it. My paddle says iced carbon on it. So, uh, I don't, I don't know anybody who plays still with a, with a wooden paddle. Oh, I, I, yeah, I just ball. read that. So I get, cause I've never oh. seen a pickleball paddle. Oh, okay. So when am I taking you two out for a lesson? <laughs> okay. I'm up for that. Yeah. I, I want to know, I, I really am. I, I have friends who keep saying you got to come play, and I'm actually fascinated by this conversation and the way you and just are inspired about this sport. But can you tell us just a little bit more? Uh, because Buzz's uh, comment, well, I just read about it, um, inspires me to ask you: explain the game in the sense that it's what is it played on? I mean, is it on a platform? How big is the court? Are you keeping score the way you keep score in tennis or in ping pong? Tell us a little bit more about the actual sport or game itself. It, the, the size of the court is a, uh, about roughly half the size of a so half the size of a tennis court. So when you were surprised that there are pickleball courts at Look Park, each there are three tennis courts that have been subdivided into six pickleball courts. We don't play with a tennis court net, so we bring our own nets out onto the court, and uh, and we actually use the tennis nets as the ball stop, essentially, for, for, for two pickleball courts. Um, and the scoring, when you call out the scoring, you call out 
uh, your score, your opponent's score, and then whether it's the first or the second server of a sequence. And uh, we score a point every time we uh, get a ball in and the other team fails to return it over the net um, when we're serving. So that's, that's the sort of simplistic scoring is you can get a point if you hit the ball in, the other team doesn't return it over the net and get it in, uh, you've scored a point. And we play typically games up to 11 or 15. But actually at, our, at, the, at, the, at the Look Park courts, we have so many people in line to play that often we have to play very fast games up to nine to get the next folks in. It's really friendly in that we have these large open play sessions, sometimes with 30 or 40 people waiting to play. And do you bounce the ball on the other side of the net, or is it all played up with the ball in the air all the time? Tell me about that. So it, it does, you can bounce or volley the ball. Um, and I know I mentioned that weird space called the kitchen. There's this zone near the net, and you can't step into it and volley the, the ball. So that's why it's not just called the kitchen. Some people call it, or more properly, it's called the non-volley zone. So you can't step in and volley, but if the ball bounces in there, you could step in and hit it. And um, it limits how close you can get to the net, which is part of what makes the game so strategic. And if you see players playing, what you'll see is that they all start on the end of the court, and very quickly they're rushing up toward that kitchen zone and 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 then standing there strategically trying to play the ball both soft and hard uh, to score the point. Do you try to hit the ball hard? Do you try to smash it the way tennis players sometimes will put away an overhead or something like that, or is that completely different? Nope, you do that. You absolutely do that, and sometimes that feels just so good. You know, if you had a, a really difficult day and you go out and play pickleball and you smash <laughs> one right into the other side... Oh, that feels wonderful. At that moment, you forget that your teenage children have done whatever it is they did that day. <laughs> we are speaking with Julia Shevin. She is a commissioner of Northampton Parks and Recreation, and we are going to be back with more on pickleball and the pickleball courts and Northampton investing a lot of money in how and why we should be playing pickleball because it's really popular because it sounds like so much fun. We'll be right back. Talk the Talk. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. We continue our conversation with Northampton Parks and Recreation Commissioner Julia Shevin, who is telling us about pickleball and pickleball in Northampton, which, by the way, is representative of this ex enormous expansion, this explosion of pickleball across the valley, across the region and I guess across the country, but at least here in our neck of the woods. Uh, Julia Shevin, there's a lot going into, we started the segment reading from the Gazette's recent article, $350,000 investment from the city and new pickleball courts. Uh, tell us where they're being built, how quickly they'll be built, and then I'd like to know, does that get us to Northampton pickleball leagues, or are they all going to be privately uh, uh, organized? Talk to us. Yeah, sure. So here's the most exciting thing. Yes, we are going to have public pickleball courts. Um, and we're probably going to create some kind of a tongue twister using that, public and pickleball. If you can come up with a third P, that would be helpful. 
The courts are going to be built up at Ellerbrook Field, which is such a great space for the courts, in great part because when people do complain about pickleball, what they tend to complain about is that the courts are next to their houses and that day and night they hear the pop, pop, pop of the pickleball. So Ellerbrook is a wonderful location. It's got a perfect, it's got parking. There's a great uh, flat area where they're going to be able to build the courts. And um, there is a dedicated now $350,000, which sounds like a lot, toward the construction of the courts. Parks and Recreation hopes to move toward the court building this summer. However, as much as $350,000 sounds like a lot of money, it's actually not quite enough to get the build that we want. Uh, Part of what we're doing is really innovative in this build because we're going to be putting in courts that are wheelchair-accessible courts and wheelchair-sized courts, which is unique in all of Western Massachusetts. So we have some uh, active wheelchair people who use a wheelchair for their mobility, who are playing with us, sometimes at Look Park, sometimes in some of the other venues. There's some pickleball offering throughout Adventures for folks who are learning how to play pickleball when their mobility is through a wheelchair. And we want to build a set of courts that enable everybody to come and play regardless of the ways in which they're mobile. Um, and so we just need a little more funding to get that done. And there is a group of people who are organizing right now to do some fundraising around uh, Pickleball for Northampton. They're called Friends of Northampton Pickleball. And once they, once we have crossed the finish line to get the rest of the funding needed, that group is going to be organizing open play, probably some types of public lessons, and, and, and maybe even some kind of ladder play or some version of, of not really a league, but opportunities for people to play at different levels of competition. Well, good for Northampton Parks and Recreation for making sure that people who have mobility issues get to participate fully in this pickleball phenomenon. Uh, we should ask, how much more money do you need and how many, how many uh, pickleball courts are you going to build? So we need $50,000 more dollars. And the goal is to build six courts. And all of the courts will be sort of somewhat larger around the edges to ensure accessibility with one court really large around the edges so that it is a a designated court for our wheelchair players, or as I said, our players who use a wheelchair for mobility and for play and, um, and, and who are part of our pickleball community. So will these pickleball courts, let, let, Let's assume that you get the $50,000, which I'm going to assume for a minute. Um, If you have the $50,000 before construction starts, when will the courts be ready for use at Ellerbrook Field? You mean when's your lesson? I think you should plan on... (laughs) Yes. I think you should probably plan on August or September for that lesson. So, you know, you've got the whole summer to get yourself in shape for your pickleball lesson. And can I get it from you personally? hundred percent. I'm there. I, I'll, 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 I'll show up and I'll teach you where the kitchen is. And then I'll let the people who are more expert in playing uh, teach you the, the finesse of the game. But we'll make sure you get a paddle and uh, we'll make sure you laugh. <laughs> okay. I Just say pickle. I, I, say pickle, pickle, pickle. He'll laugh. It's true. Uh, 
So there are six courts now at uh, uh, Look Park, and there'll be six more in Ella Brookfield. Is that is that the uh, that's the number of uh, pickleball court courts that we're going to have in Northampton in the foreseeable future? Is that right? Yeah, I'm not so sure if Look Park is going to continue to maintain their courts. Um, unfortunately, we I have loved playing on the Look Park courts, but they're really falling into disrepair. Uh, of those six, actually, they only allowed us to play on five last season, and it looks as if one or two more may be taken out of commission. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's it's hard for Look Park. I, you know, shout out to Look Park because uh, what a great – what a great um, facility for the city of Northampton, but they're also private and they're a nonprofit. And uh, like everyone else, they're looking for some funding to help them maintain all of the facilities that they have. Uh, so um, not sure that there'll be five right now, not sure that they'll continue to be five at Look Park or not. Uh, and, and so if the Look Park courts were to truly disappear, it would only be our public courts. And then the next courts are two courts in East Hampton, uh, the courts in Amherst, courts in South Hadley. I mean, I can tell you all the courts are. I can I can open up my little connect myself to pickleball app and and tell you where all the play is in Western Mass uh, because most of us will travel to play. But I well, can't wait to play tell me, Northampton. Uh, tell me this: uh, you need fifty thousand dollars. The city needs fifty thousand dollars more in, uh, in, in addition to the. Uh, Community Preservation Act money that is going to these six pickleball courts so that they can be fully accessible to persons with mobility issues. How and where do we give money to make sure this happens? So as I said, this group called the Friends of Northampton Pickleball is organizing and um, they will be trying to publicize and run some fundraising activities. They'll be making asks at the moment they're still working on some of the organizational structure, and I think within a few days, I've heard, they're going to have a bank account opened and uh, start with a GoFundMe. And I'll be happy to send you the GoFundMe links when, when they get going. Great, and we'll, and we'll try to post it. All I can tell you, uh, Julia Shevin, is I have friends who keep telling me, this is the most fun I've had in years. This is a fabulous sport. It's a terrific way to get exercise but it's just so much fun and i can't wait to learn so i want to thank you so much for bringing this to our attention i want to thank uh, northampton parks and recreation for doing this work i want to thank you for raising the money and for making us aware of this and i can't wait to see buzz get out there and root for me yeah that's going to be great you guys will be an awesome doubles team <laughs> okay we leave it there julia shevin Northampton Parks and Recreation Commissioner, thank you so very, very much for being with us. All right. Thank you. Take care. And when we come back, we are going to be speaking with economist Jerry Epstein, whose new book is Busting the Bankers Club. We'll be right back. This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. 